Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside my good friend and co-host of the Riot Podcast. What's your name again? Pete Mac Daddy Robertson with the best hair in all of Central Florida. I just got it cut not too long ago, so... I, I, you know, we talk about my hair all the time. It gets to the point where it gets so poofy. I go to great clips, right? And I always, and I have this, I have this big book written down in great clips. So they go in and says, okay, they want a five on the side. They want two inches on the back, on the top. They have in the back, they have to leave it a little bit longer because I have a colic and it stands up. We want my scrounded back corner. So I have a straight with scrounded in my back. Um, make sure that you feather it and make sure that you have you layer it out with uh, with the layer thing. And so I had this lady, I've never had this lady before. She sits me down and she doesn't have her glasses on and it's a book. So it's this thing. And she goes, what in the world do they do? And I says, well, they keep adding. Every time I come, they put on more stuff in. It's you not have my more fault. notes than... And, oh so, and so she's trying to, and she had to get her glasses and she's trying to look at my thing. She goes, okay, so we're doing a five on the sides in the back and then we're going to do this and this. And I was like, yep, you got it. She's like, wow. All right, I think we could do it. And hey, so, you are high maintenance. I am. Hey, I hey, am. executive producer, I have an idea. What? We need an Instagram channel for Pete's hair. <laughs> that would be hilarious. So so she cuts off my hair and I'm just like, Are you still on your hair? You did really good. Yeah. <laughs> so. I had moved on. Sorry. <laughs> He really does have great hair, guys. So if you if if you only listen to the podcast, you've never watched uh, on YouTube. You need to. You owe it to yourself to check out the Riot Podcast on YouTube. And while you're there, subscribe. <laughs> Someone told me the other day that um, how would they describe me? They said you're classically handsome. Oh, so, so is that that would best be a classic? So I Who looked it that? up. Your wife. No, I looked it up and it's, and I looked at what classically handsome and it's all these dark haired guys with a little beard, like I do in my hair. And so I was like, okay, I guess I take it. Yeah, it's like a compliment. Yeah. Classically handsome. Yeah, that's that, where I'm at. That's awesome. I'm an obese, classically handsome guy. Oh, goodness. I had to go there. I was just talking about your hair. You're fine. You're fine. Just keep walking. All right. So, Hey, you went to, uh, uh, I, I love going to Broadway shows. And so there's, um, I'm going to be in England next year and I'm going to go to one of the Broadway shows there. Go to the Globe. How cool would that be? It would be fun. And then also when we go up to New York, sometimes we go to Broadway shows and we love that. And one of them I saw was Aladdin. Uh, I saw Aladdin though in LA at, uh, I forget where I saw it at. I saw it in LA at the Pantages, Pantages Theater, I think. But it's an amazing show. And you just got to go got, see it with your kids. Yeah. So what you Crystal think bought tickets and I got to go with Sammy and my beautiful wife. And it it was it was a lot of fun. I didn't, you know, I I had the uh, just the honor of being able to kind of raise Sammy as when she was little. And you know, you get all the Disney films, and for some reason toddlers like to watch the same movie over and over and over yeah. and over and over and over. Aladdin was and over and over and over and over. Yeah. So they get stuck on one. And Aladdin was one of my favorites. I yeah. It was just fun. I don't know what it is about it. It was just the maybe it's well, the, the music is good. The, music the story is, really is cool. Good. Genie yeah. is hilarious, yeah. and I I was always a big fan of Robin Williams and uh, you know his version of Aladdin. So I think that's probably a big part of it. But yeah, I mean it's a it's a good story too. I mean I I, I enjoy. I mean it's not brutal. It's it's fun. It's a good story. I love. I think the um, humor that's throughout is what makes it yeah. such a great 
show. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I love that, you know, uh, Jasmine's such a strong, you know, female character. And I think that, you know, my daughter was kind of that way. My wife's kind of that way. So I think maybe that will that. But anyway, the Broadway show, we saw, well, saw it here in Orlando, but amazing. The, the actors just. Oh, they have that traveling team that are just talented. as good. Yeah. They're, they're phenomenal. Yeah. It was just a really good show. And, you know, my daughter, we talk about that every once in a while, is just really into acting. And during uh, Crystal, my wife got to go to New York last yeah. month and do uh, a Broadway. You know, they got to see four Broadway shows yeah. in three days. Just had an amazing time. So my daughter's dream. It's funny. You, you ask Sammy what she wants to be when she grows up. She's like, I want to be. I want to be a pediatric surgeon so I can help kids that had problems like I did. And I want to be a Broadway actress. How funny. So she's been on the part time. She's going to be a singing surgeon. I yeah, think. There you I'm go. not sure exactly how that's going to work out, but uh, you know, that's she wants to do it and it's God's yeah. will. It's going to happen no matter. I've never much. been to the the theater here in Orlando. It's so Dr. Phillips. Center. You have not been there. Never been in there. Oh, it's phenomenal. I want to go. We've been trying to go, but how are the seats? Would it fit a big guy like me? Yeah. Because yeah. you go to to New York and it's horrible. Yeah, the theaters are small. Well, it's old. Yeah. Most most of them are old. Oh yeah, some new ones, but and yeah. the older ones are usually pretty small. That's too. why I like like in in yeah. Vegas those shows. Those seats are always good and big. Think and... of the cruise ships. You know the <laughs> theaters are nice. like in the yeah, Oasis yeah. class. Yeah. We were yeah. just talking about that anyway. Yeah. It's like that. But in New York Broadway yeah. shows, those are tight. And for a big guy like me, it's like woo baby. No, I it's think hard. It'd be okay. I I mean yeah. I'm not I'm not big like you, but yeah. Uh, I, I didn't notice it. I mean, I'll usually have back problems if too hard. We were. It was, was nice. I was telling you that when we lived in California, they had at the California Adventure theme park, which is by Disneyland. Um, they had the Aladdin show. It was a forty-five minute show that they did. I think two times a day or three times a day, and uh, it was so good that the genie there. It was very funny. I think that's why it was so good. But the genie was so good that he would do improv while he was doing his jokes in that. So he would like literally like something in the news would happen the day before, two days before he would be improving that joke into his statement to, you know, all of it. And it was just hilarious. But I remember always saying, this is, I think Aladdin's one of my most favorite Broadway shows just because of the humor Yep. and, it's you know, so Jeannie good. and Jafar and all them that they just, it's just funny. Really, really. <laughs> so what would your three wishes be? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it would have to be spiritual. I mean, it would be something to do with, you know, multiplying disciples and having the opportunity to be able to meet people where they're at and, and love on them. And it, I mean, it, I don't know. That's a hard one. It would hard. just be, yeah, it would yeah. be a spiritual, it would not have anything to do with um, money or flesh or like that. Making I just your don't princess to... love you. Nothing like that. No, because I just know why. You already I... have your princess in Oh, I have the, the queen of queens, man. Yeah. My love of my life. Absolutely. Speaking of queen of queen of queens. Yeah, there you go. Good transition. <laughs> so last week we talked, so let's, let's give this context. So the week before, uh, last week we talked about Genesis 15. And so we kind of went into the calling of, you know, Isaac and, you know, Abraham and Sarah. But the week before that, we kind of dissected Abraham a little bit, kind of gave them depth to him. And so we thought, hey, you know what? Let's do something like that with Sarah a little bit. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about her last week, but we're going to talk about her, you know, this week too. So just kind of go into that. So, yeah. You like my segue? That was good. Yeah, that was really cool. I mean, because it's, 
our our women are our queens and they're just you know abraham had his queen which was sarah and so she had an impact in him and so yeah let's talk about it. all right let's pray first lord we we love you we thank you for this opportunity to just share with our listeners as we continue through this book of genesis lord you are so good I, i thank you for my good friend pete and this time that we get to spend together um but most importantly lord i just thank you for who you are that you are always faithful that you are always good and as we continue these stories through the book of Genesis, Lord, I, I just pray that you would just remind us um, of who you are, your character, and uh, that y- you will use the most imperfect people um, if we're just willing to obey. So, Father, I ask that uh, you would help us do that, that uh, you would speak through us now in this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So today, we're going to immerse ourselves in the world of a truly remarkable figure, a yeah. woman. Yeah. whose story is woven throughout foundational fabric of faith and tradition. We are turning our gaze today to Sarai, known to many as Sarah, the matriarch whose life is etched deeply in the sacred narratives of the Bible. As we embark on this odyssey into the past, we will peel back the layers of Sarai's character, exploring her trials, her triumphs, her resilience, and transformation. From her extraordinary journey to an unknown land, to the depths of her personal struggles, Sarai's story reverberates with themes of faith, identity, and the enduring strength of the, of the human spirit. Amen. So let's open our minds and our hearts as we traverse the sands of time. I like that. Yeah. To meet Sarai and a figure, a figure whose legacy continues to echo throughout history. Wow, that was really the good. Sands of time. That kind of had a little Disney, Disney feel to it as well. Didn't yeah. It? it also makes me think of the days of our lives. You know, oh. the days of our lives had that little thing that came down. <laughs> oh, my grandmother time. used to listen to that. <laughs> Like, like sand through that wait, like sands through the, the hourglass. Hour <laughs> so are the days of our lives. Oh my goodness, 50 years later, it's still burned into you, my brain. You know, I'm thinking about Sarah, Sarah. So when I so I was Pete Robertson for ever. Now right? you're Mac so, Daddy. Yeah. So it was really funny. So I was Pete Robertson, but when I moved to Florida, they forced me to put my my actual name Mac on my driver's license. So they made me give that. I'd never had that. So in my social security, my California license, everything is always Pete Robertson. It's always that. I've never been Mac Pete, Mac, Mac Robertson. But when I got to Florida, I changed to Mac. And I feel like it's, it's kind of like, <clears throat> I've also been so transformed as I've been in Florida. And I've seen God really start revealing to me more my calling. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a little frog in my throat. But revealing my, my calling as I've got, fulfilling my calling, I should say, in Florida. So it's like, did God change my name? Am I really now Mac Daddy, right? Am I now Mac? Where I still go by Pete, you know, obviously, but I am part of Mac. So everywhere I go now, it's Mac. So I travel, it's always Mac. And I go everywhere, it's everybody's like Mac, Mac, Mac. And and for a while there, I was like, who's Mac, right? But now everybody's calling me Mac. I was like, okay, I'll be Mac, you know, and it works. But here's Sarah, Sarah High, now becoming Sarah, and uh, when she became that, we talked about this, and I think the Abraham show where Abram became Abraham, you know, and God calls us, he gives us this new name. Paul was Saul, right? So Luke was Luke, I guess. Peter was... Now, the Paul-Saul thing, was that just... <clears throat> did Jesus change his name, or was that just because of different cultures? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I'm always confused about yeah. that one. Yeah. Abraham's very clear. He changed his yeah. name. Uh, well, Peter, he changed his name too. So he, he was Simon, right? Simon yeah. and, and um, he was, I don't know, tangent squirrel. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Let's go on. All right. Sarai. Sarai began her life 
in a pagan in the pagan world of Ur, in the land of Cald Chaldees, which was located in an area now known as Iraq. Yeah, so you guys know that. So we're gonna. So let me just give context. Yeah. So we're gonna talk a little bit about what we talked on the Abraham show because we have to to give context to Sarah or Sarai. So. If you hear something like, hey, I just heard that in, in Abraham's show. Yes, but you need to get context so that'll make more sense. All right, let's go. Well, and somebody may have missed the other shows. That's true. Hearing this, so we got to kind of got to give them the whole, yeah. the whole picture. Yeah. All right. Sarai was the half-sister as well as the wife of Abraham. Okay, no, that's we getting didn't, weird already. Okay, but we did talk about that, though, on Abraham's show. <laughs> no, that's, so this that's is a different. key point, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, Abram, who would be known as Abraham? Sarai and Abram had the same father but different mothers, That's according to weird. Genesis 20, 12. Yes. In those days, genetics were purer than they are today, and intermarriage was not detrimental to the offspring of unions between relatives. Well, I so that statement, I went on a rabbit trail to try to figure this out. Speaking of squirrels. Yeah, I did that. And it it's true. So based off of what I was able to uncover, the genetics back then was different. It was it was maybe because it was closer to before the fall before noah well even back up to noah you, they pretty much had to marry their their family because those were the only people that survived the flood yeah. and you can go back to i mean adam and even have the same situation like who did yeah. who did cain and abel and seth marry? well they were all like they that. had to be their sisters yeah because there was nobody else so right? so back then yeah all right. Okay. So anyway, now that you get that creepiness out of your mind, yes, then we'll yes. move on. Yeah. All right. In those days, oh, we already read that. Yeah. Uh, since people tended. Yeah. Also, since people tended to spend their lives clustered together in family units, it was the natural course to choose mates from within their own tribe and family. We would not do that today. There is there is a plethora of opportunities out there. It's just weird. You have millions of billions, billions and billions of other choices. But I do know that there are clans in Utah that do that. I've seen them with my own eyes. So and when you say clans, <laughs> you mean Mormons? Yeah, or people. Or just, yeah, yeah. They they inbred. They're inbred. I, I yeah. love Utah, by the way. Yeah, it's beautiful. one of my favorite states. Yeah, yeah. Okay, World. but there's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple of theological views on this. Some may view the actions of biblical figures through the lens of their own time rather than judging them by contemporary standards. Other theological interpretations might feel that God's laws and revelations unfolded progressively over time, and what was permissible in one era may not be permissible in another. But the bottom line is the historical and cultural context of their time recognize that the norms and ethics evolve and differ across cultures and eras. So today it is different versus how it was back then. So back then, they had, after the flood, they had a less, less population that was growing rapidly, but it wasn't as big as it is today. We have 8 billion people before the flood. I think it was like 64 billion or something like that. What? And yeah. It was something huge. I mean, they all lived about 900 years and they, the average children were about 75 per couple. So just do the math, 900 when, years, average at 75 off, to however many long, there was like six, like, like rabbits. There was like 64 billion people. Yeah. So now what? we're at 8 Where billion. Did they fit. Oh my goodness. On top of each other. I mean, there's so much land. I mean, even in Florida, there's so much more land here or in California. There's just a lot. But um, I mean, look at look at India. It's a smaller planet and it has one point uh, one point six billion people, small planet, a little smaller <laughs> land <planet>. country. 
but we've been to India and in the middle of India, there's a whole bunch of open land there. Yeah. So yeah, we can, they could have know. got that I many need to people fact there. Check that. This is the righteous invasion of truth. What did I say? We're all 84 billion people. No, no, 64 billion. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You can fact check that. I've done a done absolute research on that. You okay. can fact check. Where India? What? No, that was no. India is 1.9 billion today or 4 billion. Five billion. Now I feel like you're just making up numbers. No, you can check that too. <laughs> you can fact check that. Go ahead, people. Fact check both me. Somebody fact check that 64 billion number. Beginning at blood. all the norms and the things that. Hey, let me. Can I now, boil this down? Yeah. Don't marry your half sister. No, don't do that. That's <laughs> just weird. Let me just simplify this for yeah, you. Today's culture won't allow that, and it would just be weird. It would. Yeah. It would be weird. Can we yeah. move on? Yes, move on. All right. Yeah. When Abram encountered the living God for the first time, he believed Him. See Genesis 12 and he and 15, actually. And, and he followed him, obeying his command to leave his home and go to a place he had never heard of, much less seen. Sarai went with him. That, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. We did talk about this a lot the last couple of shows. But yeah. The, uh, yeah, I mean, that's key. She she went with him. She didn't say, you're crazy. I am not. Well, leaving. we don't know that. Oh, she might have said he was. Crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't know that. Maybe See, she my, had a discussion with sixty-four billion people to kind of to get us consensus. Well, that was before the flood. After the flood, they. Oh, yeah, you're right. My bad. So, but my wife has followed me, but doesn't mean that she always just said, "I'm going." Come on, really? no, no. She sometimes, questioned your, your thought process. Well, I mean, I mean, rightfully so. Yeah, amen. Rightfully so, because yeah. I mean, let's just face it. Sometimes I have a personality to just be kind of crazy. Yeah, sometimes I'll just do things that are just spontaneous. And yeah. the wife is, yeah. wait a minute, yeah. do we really think this through? But 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 the, uh, but back to the bottom line, she went with him. Yeah. So uh, from a wife's perspective, you're praying that your man would be a godly man. You're praying that he would follow the ways of the Lord. And then you're going to follow him. And even if the guy is not saved or not radical, you're still following, but you're trusting God. And you're still being a proper wife, still loving your husband, so that possibly he can come to know who you is. So, who you is? Who he is? Who he that. is? I know who you, who you is. Yeah. Okay. As we studied in our Abraham show, their journey brought them to an area called Haran in Genesis eleven. Haran. Haran. Genesis eleven thirty. Haran sounds like a bird. Haran. Oh yeah, like a blue heron. We are off the rails on today's show, ladies and gentlemen. Please forgive us. <laughs> Lord, forgive us. Bless the pygmies in Africa. Yeah. Okay. Abraham's father, Terah, passed. You need to help me with this line too, Pete. Okay. Abraham's father, Terah, passed away in this city. And Abram, Sarai, and nephew Lot, and their... Retinue. I don't know what that means. Me neither. Okay. They continued on their journey. Maybe the return and then continued their journey. I think that's what you meant to say. Yeah, that sounds good. Allowing God to lead and guide them along the way. With no housing, no modern conveniences... The journey must have been very difficult for all of them, but especially for the women. I I look at it from a woman's perspective because from a guy, we don't have periods, right? We don't have menstrual cramps or we don't deal with some of those things. Um, and I was just thinking of Jesus and um, Mary, you know, when she was nine months pregnant and dealing with what she was doing. I just... I don't know, but but I would guess that we don't know that during that journey there was a famine in the land. We know that uh, prompting Abraham and Sarah, so that would have been both hard for both of them. Um, there was famine. Genesis twelve ten says that, 
Um, when they did, Abraham feared that Egyptians would kill them because Sarah was beautiful. So that would have been difficult from her perspective, because from what I understand of the culture is that you're on an open road, there's bandits and, and all of that. So you kind of need like an army to protect you. Wild West on steroids. And if you have a beautiful wife and a, you know, an army comes and the leader looks at your wife and likes your wife, I mean, that's going to be pretty hard. Um, so he asked Sarah to, to remember this. He asked Sarah to tell everyone that she was Abraham's sister when, when he went to the Egyptian, um, Pharaoh, uh, which was technically true, but it also meant to deceive Sarah was taken into Potiphar's house or Pharaoh's house. And Abraham was treated well because of her, but God afflicted Pharaoh's house and the couple's lie was revealed. Pharaoh returned Sarai to Abram and sent them off their way in Genesis 12. So from this perspective, it was hard really on both of them. But I, I mean, I don't know if my wife would ever do that. I'm pretty sure she wouldn't. So if I would have, I, I don't know, maybe the circumstance had to have been so crazy. Yeah, but think about it this way. Would you, would your wife lie to save your life? I think so, she so would do that. So that's what he's saying there. He's like, okay, if I don't do this, he, I got, I believe God would have protected him, but he's thinking, okay, if we don't say you're my sister. They're going to kill me. Now put yourself in that situation. Now, does your, does your wife make certain sacrifices so that you can live? Or does she say, you know what? I'm not going anywhere near that guy. You go ahead and kill, kill I, Mac Daddy. I think what she would have, <laughs> what she would say. Yeah. Right. I think what she would say is, we trust in God and not man. And so you're you're assuming that he's going to kill you. Right. But I believe God will protect you. And but she didn't do that. No. And she went, she went along with the lie. That wasn't really a lie. It was still truth, but it was, was meant to deceive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what is the moral of the story? I think the moral of the story would be hopefully we would get to a point in our walk with the Lord that we would trust God and have that negotiation with our spouses and believe that no matter what, if I die, I praise him. If I die, if I live, I praise him and go. But you sound like Paul. Yeah. But here's the other part. Sarah's pretty awesome. Sarah, that's pretty cool. I mean, what she did, I mean, following his lead that way is going with him and she had to have known that he was definitely walking closely with God. I mean, there had to have been evidence in him that was so radically different and changed that she's like, okay, I'm a believer. I'm going to follow this guy anywhere. I'm a believer. You think he looked different? Met with the Lord? Kind of like Moses, right? Moses kind of had a glow to him or, there, there, there or is that just the movie I'm remembering? No, probably. But there <laughs> had to be, because when he was face to face, that glow did go on him. But there had to be something transformed. When we give our life to the Lord, our wives know when we're following the spirit of God, our there's, wives know there's something different. There is. Yeah. And so it must've been that, but he also had those tendencies to walk in the flesh. Thanks Abraham. I mean, it helps me, you know, right? relate to him more, but, but Sarah, man, come on. I mean, eesh. I don't know. Yeah, we're talking about it. Cause it's yeah. crazy. I, I yeah. can't, I can't add them. I can't fat. I'm going to like, go ahead and kill me. I'm not, yeah. I'm not giving my wife over. I know. I, yeah, you kill me first. I, I'm just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I love you, honey. Yeah. Another thing that was hard on Sarai is she was barren, which I am sure caused personal distress as well as cultural shame. Yeah, that, you, you were just talking about they're having kids like, like rabbits, and she's barren. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest thing here. Um, Abram was worried that he would have no heir. You know, it says, but God gave Abram a vision in which he promised his son and that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars in the sky. We, we learned that last week in Genesis 15. But God also promised Abraham's offspring the land of Canaan. The problem was Sarah remained childless. Ten years after God had made his promise to Abraham, Sarah, following the cultural norms, suggested Abram have child with her, her servant Hagar. The child born of that union would be counted as Sarai's. Abram agreed, and Hagar conceived the son Ishmael. But Hagar began to look at Sarah with contempt and because she was like, well, that's my child. You're not going to take that, my right. child. Um, and Sarah began to treat Hagar harshly, so much so that Hagar ran away. Then God met Hagar in the desert and encouraged her to return to Abram and Sarai, which she did. So the flesh produced Ishmael, you know, so that was, they did that. And here it is, Sarah again saying, hey, do this. This woman's mind-boggling to me, okay? She's just, something's different about Sarai. We can't even fathom that. In our culture, the way we were brought up is like, this is like, no, this doesn't happen. But we know that that decision by her to Abraham messed things up today. It wasn't God's perfect will, but God still blessed that line. And so when we follow that line, we've talked about this a while back, that's where we get our Muslims and the Arab nations and it comes from Ishmael, and now there's enmity between the two nations, and it really started back then. It doesn't start now. It really started back with Ishmael and, and Hagar. Um, there's always probably been, always been, and will always. She be. probably painted Hagar. Uh, Hagar probably told Ishmael that she's not good, and you know, mm -hmm. and all this. There's probably that because it talks about it there. So who knows? All right, but again, Sarai doing that is just. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, sure. All right. All right. Well, 13 years after Ishmael was born, God reaffirmed his covenant with Abram, this time giving the sign of circumcision, as well as changing his name. Abram, meaning high father, became Abraham, meaning father of multitude. Father of many nations, yeah. God also changed Sarai's name, meaning my princess, to Sarah, meaning mother of nations. Yeah, we talked about this in the Abraham show, but it's... God told Abraham that he would give him the son through Sarah. So that was the, the direct promise. It wasn't through Hagar. It was through Sarah. So this son, Isaac, would be the one whom God would establish his covenant. God would bless Ishmael as well, but Isaac was the son of the promise through whom the nations would be blessed. Remember, we talked about um, you know Seth being the, the next in line from Adam. Remember Cain versus, I think we talked about that in the Abraham show, but Cain slew Abel, and then he says, no, you're going to be cursed, Cain, for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And then Seth came, and that's where the line. So this is kind of the same thing. So uh, like Adam and Eve having Cain and Abel, they they had Ishmael before Abraham and Sarai, or, you know, through the whole flesh thing. But he says, no, that's not where I'm going to bless the nation. I'm going to, he blessed Ishmael's nation, but he cursed Cain through the, but through Seth is the Isaac. And that's that, how we get to Jesus. So I don't know. I just went off on a tangent again, but God would bless Ishmael as well. But Isaac was the son of the promise through whom the nations would be blessed. We know that in Genesis 17, we'll get to that in a few weeks, but Isaac means he laughs. Hmm. Abraham laughed. We learned this last week in Genesis 15. At 100 years old, he would have a son with Sarah who was 90 years old and had barren her entire life. So Sarah too laughed in prospect. So <clears throat> can you blame him? 
No, not really. If you're 99 years old, are you going to be, I mean, hundred years old, are you going to be like, like, okay, God, that makes a lot of sense. You yeah. know, that's going to test your faith, right? Sure. You're going to be like, I can't even, I can't even, stop, I need, stop I need Viagra. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> did, they have, did they have Viagra back then? I have no idea. <laughs> they, they, I mean, or was that different? Maybe there was a root they could chew on or berries they could eat or something. I don't know. Because I think he lived like the 167 or something. We're going to go there. Anyways, all right. <laughs> hey, we're just speaking truth. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Shortly after God promised Abraham and Sarah a son, he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. He rescued Abraham's nephew, Lot, see Genesis 19, and Abraham and Sarah journeyed uh, towards the terror, the territory of Najib, Negeb, Negeb, yeah, and and then traveled in Gerar, yeah, sojourned so, in so Gerar. See that in Genesis twenty. So again, remember we talked about this last year, sometime maybe three months, where we talked about where Abraham lived in a tent and he also had a tabernacle, and so he was mobile. And so as God would leave, same thing with Moses with when he brought the Egypt. Uh, the, uh, Israelites out of Egypt, they were mobile. And so here they are on a sojourney again. So to Sarah was a really good wife in the fact that she was trusting that God was leading Abraham. And so when they say, God says, all right, it's time to move. He's like, all right, well, let's move. Well, it takes a lot for a woman. I mean, she has to, you know, the household and make sure everything's going and everything's organized, whatever her giftings, her skill was. She had to do that. So Abraham asked again, asked Sarah to lie again about her identity when she got the Negev into Gerar. And the king of Gerar took Sarah to be his wife. But God protected Sarah, through whom Isaac would be born. King Abimelech had no relations with her, but God wanted Abimelech, warned Abimelech in a dream. And the king not only sacrificed to God in repentance, but gave gifts to Abraham and Sarah and allowed them to dwell in the land. So she, they didn't learn from the first time. So here's Sarah again. It's like, okay, well, fine. I'm going to go, you know, it's almost like prostituting myself out. And she's going to do that. And, and God protected, God stepped in and God said it, but it's like, I've, I can relate to this. I've had times where I've been walking in the flesh and God would stop me. And, but then on the back end of it, he would bless me and it, it would make no sense. It was like, wait, I don't deserve that. But here's the goodness of God. So here's Abraham, again, being stupid, given his wife, and then God protects him by God's grace, protects her, protects them. And then afterwards, he says, no, he puts this thing in this guy, and now he blesses him with more more gifts, more animals, more everything else. Crazy. But that's the God we serve. He does, he, he overly blesses us exceedingly abundantly more. If we have a relationship with God, and you're, you're definitely his child, he, you're not going to get too far away from him because he will continue to pursue you recklessly. He will continue to go after you. And, and, and his love for you is so intense and so radical that you can do some of the stupidest things in the world and he's still going to shower you with blessing. That brings you to repentance, doesn't it? That Bible says the, 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 the you know, the, the, Righteousness of God leads you to repentance or wait, I forget what it is. Anyways, my mind's really blank, but it's amazing to me. And it's just, it's just mind boggling. But there are times, and as it says in Hebrews, that God will correct you. There's consequences to sin. Don't think that you're going to go ahead and get away with sin yeah, I'm glad and, you that, that and that yeah. God's going to bless you. 
So there are times and moments that you you know better. And uh, Abraham knew better, but again, this is the second time and God still bless him, but you just don't know. But we serve a good, just God. We can trust God. And if you deserve to face consequences, then he's going to, he's going to allow you to go through suffering. He's okay. going to allow you to go the through consequences that. Consequences here could have been pretty dire. I mean, imagine if, if this king doesn't fear the Lord. Yeah. I mean, he probably kills Abraham. Oh, yeah. He's trying to trap him and oh, yeah. trying to trick him. Oh, yeah. Oh, so but, God had instead to of, Instead of killing him, he rewards him. Like, no, here, take this stuff. I just think God revealed himself to Abimelech in such a radical way that Abimelech was like, oh my gosh, I'm yeah. not going to go against yeah. this. So, I mean, it was probably pretty radical. He's like, ah. Yeah. He's not giving it to yeah. Abraham. He's giving it to God. I mean, if we can just imagine, and I heard this from a pastor the other day, just imagine the how powerful God is. And just imagine the 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 king. Okay, just imagine a king with all of his military might around, and you're standing before the king, and this king has all the power in the world. Okay, imagine he has it. And if you say anything wrong, all of these weapons and everything are bound. How powerless are you in that moment? Completely, yep. right? And and just imagine if that king was wicked, and that king was unjust, and he was out for himself, and you were standing before him. Now imagine God a gazillion times greater than that. A gazillion. That's a lot. Yeah. A gazillion times greater than that. And that we are in his presence. That he could do anything. He can disintegrate us at any moment. But he chooses to show grace and mercy. He chooses to show long suffering and patience and peace. He chooses to, to, to shower us with blessings and overwhelm us with his goodness. That's the God that we stand before. How do we not worship him? That, that's Isaiah 6 when he looks and he says, I am a man of unclean lips. He, he got a glimpse of that power, barely. And, and we take him for granted and we do stupid things as if like he's going to just whatever, but he's a powerful God. And if God chooses to bless you, he'll bless you because he's a good God. But if he chooses to smite you, Woo. Uh, I'm laughing because uh, remember our, our in the opening we were talking about in Latin. So what's one of the lines in Latin? He's like, "All powerful, all being." Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the yeah. Space. Well, God's the opposite. No, God is everywhere. Yeah. The opposite of itty bitty living space. So he's an. Yeah, I, I don't know why that made me laugh, but it did. That's good. I, I, I brought context. I, no, I, yeah, I just all of a sudden I started hearing Robin Williams coming out of your voice. <laughs> all right, where are we at? Number six. Yeah. God remained faithful to his promise to give Abraham and Sarah a son. They named him Isaac. And Sarah said, God has brought me laughter. And everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. She added, who would have said to Abraham and Sarah, would, wait, say this again. Yeah. Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Genesis 21. Um, verses six and seven. Though she may have previously laughed in disbelief and secretly, now Sarah laughed with joy and wanted her situation to be known. God had been faithful to his promise and blessed her. I mean, how many times has God answered our prayers and it just made us so joyful and bubbly? And and I think you've probably said it before, He God shows off, right? Yeah. And And it does, it makes us laugh. And it makes us, it's like, aren't we serve such a good God? Man. You know, we just, we can't stop talking about him. And so that's kind of where it is. But 
Unfortunately, the tension between Sarah and Hagar remained when Isaac, so this is what happens with sin. When Isaac was weaned, Abraham held a feast, but Ishmael, Hagar's son, was mocking Isaac. And this is not stopped today, right? They're still mocking each other. Sarah told Abraham to get rid of Hagar and Ishmael and that Ishmael should never share the inheritance with Isaac. Abraham was distressed at this, but God told him to do what Sarah said. So yeah, Sarah has power now. So she's, you know, he's like, she's listened to him for so much. It's probably time for him to listen to her, but he had to ask God first. And God's like, yeah, Sarah's right. So Sarah did what this descendants would be numbered through Isaac. So Abraham sent Hagar and Ishmael away and God provided for their needs. Genesis 21, 8 through 21. It was after this that God tested Abraham by taking him to sacrifice Isaac. Abraham was willing to give up his son, trusting that God would somehow still remain true to his promise. So again, we talked about that in the yep. Abraham show. Go back to that, and we kind of go into that in detail. Sorry. All right. Sarah was a simple, beautiful, and very human woman. She made mistakes. See Genesis 12, 11. Just like we do today. Pete, I know I make mistakes. Uh-huh. You ever make a mistake, Pete? I I just, I don't <laughs> mind telling people about him either. So I have nothing to prove to anybody no, but God. No, yeah. thank you, Lord. Yeah. She stepped ahead of God and tried to handle his business on her own by foolishly sending in her handmaid, Hagar, to Abraham to bring forth the child that God had promised. So I, I we've been referencing this through this, this whole show, but what it did is it ignited a feud that lasted 4,000 years. You know, Genesis 16, 3. Sealed the McCoys. Yep. She laughed in unbelief when at 90 years old, she heard an angel tell Abraham that she would become pregnant, but she gave birth to, to a promised child and lived another 30 years, dying at the age of 127. But it it's, our sins have consequences. And I, and I think this is, you know, we talked about God blessing us even in our sins. But there's still consequences, and this has wrecked havoc in the world today. Entire world. Because of that sin. So think twice before you sin next time. That's maybe the, the answer there. All right. Trust the Father. That's it. Hebrews 11.11 uses Sarah as an example of faith. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was able to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made... First Peter 3, 5 through 6 uses Sarah as an example of a holy woman um, who hoped in God and who adorned herself by submitting to her husband. Sarah willingly left her home and stepped out into the unknown to follow Abraham. And as he followed the directions of a God <clears throat> whom she was, was unfamiliar with at the time, she endured much to try to provide an heir for her husband and to keep her husband safe in dangerous lands. In the end, she had faith enough to believe that she and her husband at the age of 90 and 100 would produce the promised heir, Isaac. Although she lived in a world of danger and confusion, Sarah stood firm in her commitment to her husband and to God, and her commitment was rewarded with a blessing. So I, I'm, I'm guessing that Abram probably did his best to try to paint the picture of what this promise was. He, I, he, I'm sure that God explained it to him to a point, you know, the Messiah is going to come through your line. I'm going to, you know, make you a nation, a father of many people, you know, as the stars in the seas, in the sand seashores, you know, he's going to, he's going to do that. So he probably tried to do that. And so in her mind, she's like, okay, this is a promise of God. So by my seed, this promise that Yahweh, the true and living God gave me is going to happen. And so 
God chose her, even though she made mistakes just like we do, even though, you know, we mess up just like she did. God, when he calls you, will be faithful to complete it. You know, the Bible is very clear. If he's He's calling you somewhere, he's going to be faithful to complete it in you. And if you are um, kicking against the goads like Paul did, um, he might have a come to Jesus meeting with you. There might be a, a road to Damascus moment where he might blind you and say, hey, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? You're going to, there's consequences to this, you know? Um, and then there also might be a time in your life where you're doing, you're living your life and you're just, you're sinning and being in the flesh and he's just blessing you abundantly more than you can possibly think or imagine. And maybe in those moments, you might, you might open your eyes to be able to tell you that, Hey, I love you. You're, you're doing this in spite of me. You don't know what you're doing. You're being stupid, but I love you. And so I think, you know, this show Riot Podcast does its best to try to give the context. And we gave context here. We talked about God blessing you when you're sinning and that how God blesses you for when you're obedient. We also talked about there's consequences to your sin and, and it could and it can wreak havoc for generations to come. Um, so the bottom line is there's only one answer, and that is to fully surrender your life to Jesus and to trust him with everything that you got and to believe in him with everything and, and just say, God, I choose to make you my God and my King. I choose to, to put you on the throne of my life. I choose to bow my heart and surrender to the most all powerful God in the universe. And, and I choose to repent and, and to follow your ways the best I can. And, 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 and the Bible says that you don't have to do it on your own power. The Bible says that Jesus breathed on you with the Holy Spirit, that, that when you believe on him, that the Holy Spirit will come live within you and that you can do this by the power of God inside of you, um, that you have that strength and that power if you lean on the Holy Spirit to get guide you. But if you do that and you believe that he died on the cross and rose again on the third day and you repent of your sins and you do that, the Bible says that you have given your life to the Lord and all the angels in heaven are now rejoicing because of you. How amazing is that? And uh, and we would love to hear about it. If you did give your life to the Lord and you shared, you, you know, a little, we would love you to share a little bit of your story with us. And you can reach out to us uh, by going to the riotpodcast.com and, uh, and but Bob, what can they do? Yeah, do exactly that. Go to the website. You can uh, scroll down. There's a, a contact us uh, page. Fill out your information there. Tell us a little bit about uh, you know your situation. If you just accepted uh, Jesus as your Savior, man, we'd love to celebrate with you. We would love to hear about that. And uh, man, we got tons of resources on the website as well. Um, there's discipleship resources. There's just there's lots of lots of really good stuff. So dive into that page. And then I also want to encourage you to go to our social media sites. Go to Go to Facebook, go to X, go to YouTube, um, check out our channels in those places, and uh, share the show with somebody. There's got to be somebody that you that God will put on your heart, if you ask him to, I know he will, um, that you could share the show with, and uh, it just helps get the word out, and uh, maybe somebody else can be encouraged by uh, by the show as well, and hopefully you were. Man, Pete, I, it's just a blessing to be able to do this. Um, I'm so grateful to our, to our audience, to the people that listen to us every day. But more importantly, I'm I'm just grateful to uh, this great God that we have that Amen. we that we serve that we can that we can trust that we know He's good. He wants 
what's best for us. And uh, a lot of times, I think maybe the struggle is what we think is best for us is nowhere near the best for us. And uh, so sometimes we ask for things that he's like, yeah, you real, you don't want that wish. Right. You know, you, <laughs> if I was a genie and gave you that wish, you would be very, very disappointed. Right. Um, I know better. I am not a genie. I am a good and faithful God uh, that only wants the best for you and, and, and my people. So uh, what a blessing in his ability to do this. Amen. God bless you guys. Have an amazing week. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.